Sandball Podcast Network. We're putting the band back together. Twisted Minds brought you the original fan ball. We had a bad pile of enough to turn goat piss in the gas This is the Fan Ball Fantasy Football Podcast. If you're dumb, surround yourself with smart people. And if you're smart, surround yourself with smart people who disagree with you. Welcome back to another episode of the Fanball Fantasy Football Podcast. Here today with John Tuvey on my left and Jay Clemens on my right. I think that matters to you guys when you're listening, so I say it every well, time. Well, when you're watching a basketball game, a good basketball announcer will tell you what side they're going, and they'll say to your left of your radio dial so you can actually picture it. It's mm-hmm. no different than right here for a podcast. I like it. But there's like no it. more radio dials. Everything's digital now. I'm just it's still, but you still I'm speaking your, to you on the passenger side speaker. No, you still stare at your you radio. You do this in stereo. It, it, George Baha. Did you do that when you were a kid? Like yeah. listen to the radio it, looking at it? George Baha has been calling the Pistons my entire life. He started in 1974. So my entire frame framing of listening to a Pistons podcast. He's great on TV, but in the radio, he was really good at painting a picture. And what he'd ever say, left to right, go on your screen, and good football announcers do it too. I would look at the radio, and you could picture what was going on mm. with the yeah. sque- sound of the squeaker, the sneakers squeaking. Say that three times fast, and then, uh, then just picturing what's what's what in the floor they were going, and uh, you know, not all announcers have that gift, but he certainly did. No, there are a lot of I, I miss I miss listening to to games on the radio. I, I remember listening to what, Twins what? games, the good old Herb Carneal and stuff. Yep. Uh, What's yep. stopping you? You guys both have kids. You drive around on Saturday and Sunday. What what the heck are you listening to? <laughs> I, I, li- I listen to the national feed, you know, because yeah. I'm usually out running during the the single game things. You know, I'll try and watch the multiple, but you know, Sunday nights, Monday nights, those sort of games. I like listening to Kevin Kugler. I used to do a bit with Kevin Kugler. Now he does a a lot of the Monday night stuff with James Lofton, and he he, he does, he does a Big great Ten. job. He's yeah, Big Ten he's, he's a yeah. really, really fact, great guy to met, listen to. Uh, was your bet like who's on first? No, yeah. no, no, uh, not a stand-up bit. He was uh, he is actually a, a host at a radio station in Omaha that I still do. Uh, Jay and I both do a, yeah. a bit with that station, and uh, yeah, even back then he had the voice. You thought nothing against the Omaha market, but this guy is is going somewhere. Nice. And I think he was in Omaha, so he could fly to different spots in the country very mm. easily it's because very he was doing a lot of national, uh, uh, a lot of national stuff. Heather yeah. Cox does ESPN. Uh, she lives in Boise for that. Not that I know her well, but like I, I know that she lives in Boise for that very same reason. It's just easy to get to places yep. when you're in the middle of the country. Yeah, Let's All make right. it easy to pick up some players, Scott. What do you got for <laughs> exactly. us? Exactly. Nice segue. This is the Waiver Wire Pod. You may be listening to this on the Fantasy Football Almost Daily feed. You should really subscribe to the Fanball feed because that's, uh, that's where everything is going to be going at some point. It seems like... Uh, we're getting it to the point where everything or will be on there. Just join into the Fanball Podcast Network. Exactly. How's how the sound bit go? I don't. I don't, I don't know. know. There, there should be one at the. Are, the are we on of this iTunes podcast. and all that stuff too? We are. Absolutely. We're we all are. over the place. See, the problem is when but, you get an app, you stop going to iTunes because you you can just get an app for that specific podcast. Like, well, uh, so like having a good iPhone is kind of even though I have an iPhone five, you guys can make fun of me. iPhone X. We is, often do. iPhone X is nine, or does that mean ten? 
Because I don't recall a nine coming out. So is this? I don't think yeah. a nine came out, but X no. is ten. Okay. I, well, I don't know. anyway, I've got, I still have an iPhone five. So, but the fact that you can get stuff on app has just ruined me for actually going to iTunes. <laughs> well, however you listen, thank you for listening. Tell your friends, and if you want to play in some DFS games, you can go on Fanball.com in the lobby. There's a ton of awesome games in there. Uh, just just check that out. There's my fishbowl contest. You can also play against Charge, beat Charge, fanball.com backslash Charge. It's a free entry. If you beat him, you get a ticket to play in week 17, $15,000 in prizes, 5000 to first. And now we've spent nearly four minutes not talking about players, so let's get started well, we, on that. We had to push the contest. Anyway. I mean, what people should know is that with – what basically word of mouth and just doing it by internet our contests are getting bigger and bigger every week and yes. we're getting people that are filling it to the rim so you you should feel incentive even early in the week to kind of get in yep. the contest there's now an 8, that 000. is your hook my yeah. friends right there's there. an eight thousand dollar contest now on fan nice. so all right let's get into some players this is the waiver wire article published by johnny carlisle and paul charchian every week this speaking is the, of boise iowa johnny carlisle boise i almost went to college there but we've had enough uh, vamping about this stuff. Was it the bluegrass so. that uh, that was it? Scared you that was it. So. No, no. Uh, anyway, quarterbacks. The only oh no, they have two quarterbacks listed. The first one, Stu Beard, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, uh, I, kinda, I tried to go there last yeah, week against a really good he matchup. Didn't have Mike Evans. Yeah, it was a, it was a good matchup, but didn't have. Uh, Mike Evans, they're only giving five percent on this. Do you like Do you like Ryan Fitzpatrick this week? Jay? No, I don't. But let's. I haven't done the official rankings yet. But let's be fair. Uh, you didn't have Mike Evans, okay? And Chris Godwin and Deshaun Jackson both had double digit targets, so it wasn't for a lack of effort against the Jets. So let's not condemn him completely just for one eh week. All right, my fantasy league doesn't have points for effort, unfortunately. Okay. So. Points per target leagues, that'd be great. <laughs> if you uh, come up with a points per effort no. league. <laughs> points I'm per in. effort. So uh, <laughs> you're not a big fan of Fitzpatrick either this week. It feels like there's no, – it feels like you should well, have better options. Let's mention there. the second one, and then we'll, we'll go off the board for, All right, for Brett, a bonus. Their second one is Brett Hundley, 64% yeah. availability, 1% blind bidding recommendation from uh, these two guys. Um. What do you think? He looked a lot better later in that game. Had he, had a couple nice throws. He did against a Bears defense, a Bears team that doesn't threaten you at all. I <laughs> yeah. mean, with zero offense, all you need to do is cross midfield, and you're probably going to win that game. And now he gets Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore, yeah, they're, they're traveling to Green Bay, but that's a pretty good defense. 1% seems uh, aggressive. I don't know that I'm, I'm – throwing uh, uh, even my my coach change at Brett Hundley this week yeah I'm I'm probably not either like I said it's there there are four teams on by but man feels like there's got to be better options than these two I, I like Hundley I think I've said this from get-go that he will get better with each game but at this point of the year no I have, I have zero interest yeah I would like to go off the board do it if, with all due respect to Charge and Johnny they neglected to mention the starting quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals yeah Blaine no, Gabbert didn't. <laughs> who will be getting Houston this week. Now, if you're going to go to the dregs like Ryan Fitzpatrick, not a good matchup this week. Brett Hundley, not a good matchup this week. At least go with a guy who faces a disinterested Houston defense. So I'll throw uh, what I collect. Uh, you know, I found a nickel in the parking lot uh, on the walk-in. It's a good day. I'll throw that at 
Blaine Gabbert this week. Yeah, the the <laughs> they have allowed over 300 yards and and multiple touchdowns to five of the last seven quarterbacks they faced. They are not they are not carrying right now and. Gabbert was not good last year. Under 200 yards four times out of the five games he played. But he looked great in the preseason, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hang know, my head on that. There, I love there, that. Yeesh. There's, there's a possibility there um, for sure. Um, I think I like Gabbert a little better than the other two just because of the matchup, honestly. Although, so. you know, after what we saw from Miami last night, uh, Fitzpatrick doesn't have – Exactly, a, a rigorous matchup. I probably undersold that. He, uh, he he still gets the Dolphins, who we don't know. Uh, they may they may have just completely checked out. All right. Uh, let's go on to running backs. Rex Burkhead is the first one they list. His uh, snaps have gone up three straight weeks. His touches have gone up three straight weeks. Uh, 42% available, 40% blind bidding recommendation here. And I think that that's raised – it's tough to bet that much on a New England running back, but that might be raised just because we're getting to the end of the season and <laughs> maybe the money's a little thinner, the, the option's a little thinner. I saw Jay shaking his head, man. I think he wants to jump in on, on the Rex Burkhead debate. Uh, well, no, I, I think it's fine that you're talking about well, what 40%. I know at this time of year, if you really like a guy, you might as well just go all out and, and do your bidding. But I'm not doing it for that. I will concede that Mike Gillisley has not scored a touchdown since week three. And I don't know if Burkhead has replaced what Deion Lewis or James White do has can do. And even though he's not Mike Gillisley, he's kind of filled in that slot. He's had double-digit touches, what, every game except for week seven. Uh, yeah, but I'm just 40% seems really high for a guy who could easily finish third. Uh, you know, over, over the next three weeks to both White and, and Lewis. Yeah, you are taking a leap. Uh, you always are with any Patriots back. Yes. Um, but It's a crapshoot. It, it is, but right now he's the hot hand, and, you know, that 40% tells me I'm, I'm spending that to win now. You know, I think Burkhead, I can get two weeks of 15 touches a game out of Burkhead, maybe another blocked punt, maybe, you know, who knows what, what he's going to deliver, but uh, – there they are. I mean, you know, 13 touches and a, and a touchdown last week. The only back that out-touched him was Deion Lewis, so yeah. 50% share. And just a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about Deion Lewis is the back mm-hmm. you want to own there. Yeah. So it's it's tough, man. Danny Woodhead, 40%. Oh, yeah, boy. I guess he's still not ready. I no, guess he's that's still not, not ready. But They're just sandbagging you. Danny Woodhead is born ready, baby. <laughs> and he comes back. They said unless there was a setback, he comes back this week. And he comes back to face Green Bay. And Buck Allen has been doing really well in the passing game, and Danny Woodhead is going to usurp him easily, I think. Right. I mean, obviously there's the injury risk. We all knew it coming into the season. I still put all my chips uh, on Danny Woodhead. I've been paying for it, playing catch-up in in a lot of leagues. But Danny Woodhead back. You saw that first drive. You saw how often they went to him. Not just – you know. they ran the ball. He was a red zone guy across the board. Danny Woodhead's going to yep. touch the football in a good matchup. I, I wholeheartedly endorse the 40% here seems low. I it, mean, It actually does. Yep. It's, he, he seemed like he was going to be quite the weapon for them. Uh, move on to Jamal Williams, 60% available, 35% recommendation, which I found interesting considering Montgomery is probably is there. there's a good chance that Ty Montgomery is still going to play this week. Uh, and he, what, 20 for 67? Uh, not not a great yards per carry. Um, <laughs> no, but, no, that's not. 
No, no, it's not. I liked I liked Jamal Williams in the preseason. I thought uh, I liked well, I liked him in the in the, in the pre-draft uh, run-up. I thought he was a guy that had the Vikings not traded up for for Cook that could be potentially a down the road a, a feature back. I think he's got all the skills. Yep. And maybe the the bid there that they're thinking about is that hey Aaron Jones kind of got the job when I mean, Jamal Williams got first crack, yep. and then Aaron Jones came in and took the job. Ty Montgomery's is still dinged up. Maybe they think and this Jones is, will be out for multiple weeks. Yep. So, so this is Jamal Williams shot at it, and hey, that team needs needs offensive help. So if he's going to be a 15, 20 touch per game guy, yeah, I, I, I endorse uh, throwing a lot of uh, your. What's funny at it. is if Aaron Rodgers were healthy, this would be a push your chips into the table <laughs> yeah. type of uh, no type kidding. Of play. Is this a case of? The bidding, like you only need him for a week, or you you want him? For, I, I think know, this is a few week it's thing, a pretty good and, matchup ho- this and week hope against, he steals. It's a pretty good role. matchup this week against the Ravens. The Ravens are what twenty uh, eighth against the run uh, over the last five weeks. They're twenty fifth against the run. Um, I guess I could look up the scoring here. They're they're marginal in scoring. If this is a one week thing, and I'm pretty confident with my roster, what what did you say the number was? Forty percent. Yeah, what the heck. You know, because at this time, I only need, I might only need somebody to carry me through this week because we're done with buys after that. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of who's on buy this week. The Colts, Jets, 49ers, and who else? I'm... Panthers. Okay. So if you have somebody like Carlos Hyde and you only need it for one week, but, uh, this is not the time to be footsing around with <laughs> Pinching money. Pinching pennies. Yes. So yeah. if, if you exactly. have a chance to get a guy who's a starter who could potentially get 15 to 18 touches like an Orleans Darkwa, by all means, do it. All right, well, let's go to another guy who might be a starter for 15 touches, 10 to 15 touches this week. Samaj P. Ryan is probably yeah. going to take the starting role this week with Rob Kelly out. Uh, he's got some some okay matchups coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, what do you think about him at 30%? Uh, I've had, you know, I, I stashed Samaj P. Ryan after the preseason, thinking, figuring that Rob Kelly was going to get hurt, not knowing that they'd just turn uh, – the touches primarily over to Chris Thompson like they did. And P Ryan really did nothing to reward that faith. So I don't know that I'm a big fan of a matchup in new Orleans. Maybe if you've got him for a, a three week fix, you get the giants, you get the Cowboys, you know, there's that Denver game in week 16, but by then who knows? So yeah, I, I think you're, you're, you're picking him up because you need a guy that's going to maybe touch the ball 10 to 15 times, but you're not looking for big production out of him, that's for sure. Nice. All right, let's move on to Austin Ekelar. Uh, 83% availability, 5% blind bane recommendation, which despite liking Ekelar, I think that's fair. You know, he's going to be the backup. Gordon's consistently dinged up. I will say this about this week, though. It's a good matchup against the Bills that were were really, really good and have been destroyed over the last couple weeks by uh, running backs, especially last week against the Saints. But several times this year, Kamara and Ingram, Fortean Powell, Freeman and Coleman, all, all of those running backs had 75 yards or more each, like in tandems. So uh, tandems have done well. I know that... Ekelar and Gordon isn't really a tandem, but I think Ekelar proved that he can get involved just enough. Um, this, okay. this might be a good week for Ekelar, but for the most part, 
probably, you know, he's more of a handcuff is what he is. I feel like Eckler should have come to work yesterday and today in a, basically in a ski mask because he is stolen – Touches, valuable touches that should have gone to Melvin Gordon. The, the the Jaguars, people love the Jaguars' defense. They gave up a touchdown, two touchdowns, basically the exact same play, where it was a simple pass to the flat down the right side, and he cruised in the end zone both times. I thought it was an instant replay. Spiro Ditas, the CBS announcer, even had to tell people, this is not a replay of the first touchdown. It just happens to look precisely like the second one. If if Eckler doesn't get those touches, those are touches that could have gone to Travis Benjamin. And God knows we, got, <laughs> knows we covered that. Okay, so nice. as much as I like Eckler, um, Adam Schefter during the preseason said when he went around to all the camps, he said if you want a name nobody knows right now mm-hmm. who is pretty decent, it's Austin Eckler. This kid is really explosive. So I will give him that. That said. Um, you know, come on. Like, he scored twice on, on rather wide-open plays there. So I'm, I'm kind of easing, tamping it down a little bit. If I, you're, if I will. Okay. Go I ahead. was going to say, if you're the Gordon owner, you have to have him. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to have him. Sure. Gordon can't run for over four yards per carry to save his life. And Eckler no, is over deal. five. Do you remember and, when the Chargers had their um, – Gordon went down last year, I want to say week 13, week 14 – and uh, Brandon was Oliver. it Brandon Oliver? They're they're not the same back. So no. Ekelar could no. not do what Melvin Gordon does. So you don't think I, so? I don't know if this is a natural handcuff situation. He's even such in a, a good PPR. pass catcher. I think Ekelar can do it. Okay, can that's do. fine. But that's in like, fact, he averages more. That's yards like handcuffing carry. Joe Mixon and Joe Mixon uh, too. and Gio Bernard. It's not. They're not necessarily the same back. Well, no. I wouldn't say it's necessarily. You're going to ask Ekelar to do the same thing. It's just that if Gordon's knee which I think the reason you're seeing a lot of Eckler is that Gordon's knee is worse than they're letting on, that he's Why not able then? to be I don't that understand effective. It. Why play? Like, well, let him sit out tough. two weeks then. Like, I don't get well, it. And if he does, who's yeah. going to get the touches? It's going to be either some boring Brandon Oliver or the electric. Travis Benjamin. <laughs> it, it does say something about Eckler that the Chargers came into the season with just three running backs. And Eckler was one of them. I think I got your T-shirt, by the way. Yeah, it just it nice. just hit me. The Electric Company with nice. the old logo. I think Electric. Yep, yep, something. All right, Jay mentioned <laughs> Gio Bernard. Let's move on to him. One percent blind bidding recommendation from Johnny and Charge. Thirty-three percent available. They get Denver, who has been gashed recently. They were a good, a good defense, run defense, but now they've been gashed a couple weeks in a row. Are, are you spending anything on Gio Bernard if he's out there? You're going to have to be absolutely handcuffed by injuries and I by mean, Jeremy Hill's on IR. In. So I mean, it's basically just mixing and Bernard. Yeah, there. and it's going to be a lot of mixing. I've had Bernard in some matchup type games uh, this year where he should, and he was getting. More touches early in the season. I think he's kind of been phased out now with Hill no longer in the mix. Maybe there's a few more touches, but that 1% is is about right. I love Gio. Nice kid. This is very similar to the Seahawks. I have no interest. And, and frankly, I hate, and like I sound like kind of a jerk when I answer people's questions on Twitter because I don't care. Because no matter what position you, you give me, any good situation matchup-wise, and they can still – no one can still generate more than 40, 50 yards and maybe a touchdown. You know, it's – it's very weak. It's only PPR. And, too. And, he yeah, only I, had two I, carries last week. It's all PPR yeah. based. He he caught five of five targets last week for thirty eight yards. Congrats! But you know anybody can get nine points for a fantasy. Anybody, you know, yeah. <laughs> except Travis Benjamin. Uh, <laughs> oh boy! And, and it's funny that it's funny that you yeah, mentioned the Seahawks backfield because the name I was going to throw out there um, is J D McKissick with the nine touches for forty six yards last week. Um, it, that that backfield is not 
Eddie Lacy. It's not going to be Thomas Rawls. Yeah. CJ Procise can't stay healthy. And they get the 49ers in two weeks. So it's a little bit of a preemptive pick him up because if something happens this week where he even blows up a little bit, he gets the 49ers next week. I mean, And well, that's a good matchup. He could easily give that offense what Eckler is giving the Chargers in that we've got – Geo's like Nothing a premature left. spec ad for that 49ers game, if anything. Oh, that's that's McKissick. Or McKissick. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's – oof, I like that. I like that a lot. Nice nice add to the column here. Uh, let's run through wide receivers kind of quickly here. Dontrell Inman should probably be owned everywhere. He seems to be the Bears' number one receiver. Well, uh, I think there's not much to <laughs> – Yeah, which is insane. Congratulations. Much, but I think he had eight targets last week. I don't think he scored. Uh, but he did have, you know, 80-some yards. Um, volume guy. I mean, it's yeah. not like there's a lot of Who volume. Who they're going to throw to? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, he gets the Lions, the Eagles, and the 49ers over the next three weeks. So charging mm. Johnny, say, 20%. Yeah. Uh, he should be on teams, you know, if, if that's what you think you can get him. Uh, he, he's probably going to ha- get some good volume. So Kenny Galladay, 1%. Uh, he only played 11 snaps or 12 snaps last week. It says 11 here. I thought it was 12, 11 or 12 snaps, <laughs> but he did have a 54 yard catch. I think he's going to start getting more, uh, more snaps as it goes on, as the season goes on. Jay, anything to say about Galladay? One, 1%. One would you bid more than 1% on Kenny Galladay? Sure. I would too. Yeah. Uh, he had a nice, uh, how many catches did he have last week? Just what, two, I think. Yeah, the the one the long the long one down the right sideline. Perfect pass. It was. I, I hate to bring this up since he uh, Gruden caught heck on it for saying it, but it was a turkey hole pass. It was actually. <laughs> <laughs> and hole. I laughed when I saw it. I'm like that. Like I know Gruden. Like people don't want to hear turkey holey, especially even in November. You would think that'd be a great term during November. Yeah. But that was a quintessential. Turkey hole pass. So Galladay has plenty of talent. He's got lots of potential. Um, I just don't like seeing him not practicing for the week because of a bad hamstring. Yeah. And this brings He's up a larger issue that. for me. I don't understand why how rookie how the, all these college players can just be magical in college, but they get to the pros and none of them can stay healthy because they all get bad hamstring injuries. Are they not running routes in practice too? Uh, I don't like know. Uh, it's amazing. So I would. It makes definitely sense be coming from a Baylor wide receiver. G- give but. me ten to twenty percent on Galladay, but my expectations that wow. were up okay. there in week one are not even close anymore. All right. Brandon LaFell. It is always very tough to know when to start Brandon LaFell, but he's averaging six targets per game over his last five, scored twice in the last four games. Uh, and he gets Denver this week. Denver this week. Yeah, I don't know, I, I don't know if I like not, that matchup at all. <laughs> but um, Let's go to the bonus column again one more time with the guy right, that yeah. you, you are all over this week, which makes total sense, uh, Bruce Ellington. Yes. Owned in point two percent Point. Two, the zero point degree, like Jay's grade point average freshman year. He, it sounds like he will two. be pushed outside. He plays the slot a lot, but it sounds like he's going to be pushed outside with Fuller out and number two wide receiver against the Cardinals. Yep. Rarely do we recommend a Tom Savage target, but right. this this opportunity. Number two is against the Cardinals. Kill them and... This is an opportunity. It, yep. Scott, remember in the post-production of this podcast when we talk about 0.2 and grade point average, you need Dern, <laughs> Dean Wormer going, you know, son, fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. <laughs> hey, let's leave, leave my college career out of this. Nice, nice. Uh, did you have another one there? 
Well, I know, unless you want to talk about D.D. Westbrook. I, I don't D. D. know that this is the option. week. Get, do but, I need uh, to leave the room for this discussion? <laughs> no, you don't. No, I j- don't. Just briefly. I Alan, liked him in college, but wh- where is the proof? Okay, go ahead. I'm going to – Preseason, he was very explosive. Okay. But preseason is preseason. So. But it's Cleveland, and, but, and you got to believe that even with Alan Hearns out that Jacksonville – remembers that they got this guy named Fournette Yes, that should maybe touch the ball more than 17 times in a game. Exactly, and not go away from in the second half. Uh, Yeah, he's a dart throw. I mean, that's where he is. He's like these others, 1% dart throw. D.D. Westbrook should be the starter with Alan Hearns out. They're going to activate him. Okay, I'm going to ask an honest question here. What is the difference between a dart throw between Keelan Cole and D.D. Westbrook? One safer, I think. One <laughs> I with know. the with the dart I, throw to Keelan Cole, it would just go past oh, his fingertips. Yeah, <laughs> just go past his fingertips. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. They're both they're both dart throws, is what it is. Just pick your poison, I guess. Um, but uh, tight ends, we only got one on the list. Jermaine Gresham, uh, he's got five red zone looks over the last two games. Uh, he's got uh, ten targets over the last two games. He's t- Got what ten red zone targets on the season, which is tied for fourth among tight ends. Well, this better than I would expect out of Jermaine Gresham. Yeah, and this offense with Carson Palmer at the helm ignores the tight end, but with Drew Stanton or now this week Blaine Gabbert, yep, the tight end is is been back in play. Let's let Scott give his stat before we comment, though. Give your good stat that you gave me an hour ago. Oh, about tight ends? Yeah. Uh, no, uh, no, but, uh, Gabbert's uh, track record in San Fran. Yep, yep. Last year, Gabbert, uh, last year, Gabbert five starts with San Fran, averaged 6.4 targets to tight ends, mm-hmm. including two touchdowns in five games. This is pretty good. Okay, yeah. uh, in my CBS League with a bunch of friends last week, I had O.J. Howard as my running t- tight end. We only have 14 roster spots, so there's really no need to get a second tight end. I saw Eric Ebron in his cake matchup with the Browns, and I had to do it because mm-hmm. I desperately Good needed call. a victory this week. So if you desperately need a victory this week, if you have somebody that's like top 10 to top 20 and you think Gresham can get above those numbers, you might as well do it. Even though I would never advocate spending big-time money on a tight end, this is a perfect situation where when when a quarterback gets in brand new, the, the, there's two friends that he has. He has a pass out to the flat to, tight, to running backs, and he has a Which straight line pass. Which they don't have unless Ellington's healthy. Fine, and he has a straight yeah. line pass to tight ends. Yep. You know, so why, yep, why not? If you desperately need a victory this week, I will give a thumbs up, two thumbs up to Gresham. All right, there you nice go. Call. Two thumbs up to there Gresham. How, how can we not end on that note? All right, let's do it then. Thanks for listening to another episode. Uh, make sure to check out our lobby and all of our content on fanball.com. And a lot of awesome stuff. Don't forget, they tell us to push this uh, on the NBA side. If you're an NBA player, we got late swap. We have Not late everybody swap. has late swap, and in the NBA especially, you need late what swap. What does late swap mean? Well, you can, when you find when Greg Popovich decides, I'm going to rest my two best players that you have in your lineup. Especially with you are West Coast. Yep, you are able to swap them out of the lineup and plug in somebody else from that game. What's the window, though? What, what's your window? Up until game up time. until their their tip off time. Yep. Every, I, every site doesn't do that. I would just assume no, that every no, no really no, no. Okay, well there you go then. Yeah, I uh, I enjoy our NBA contest, but I'll be honest. Uh, I've stopped picking Spurs because of Greg Popovich. <laughs> exactly. So it's one of those things exactly. where I don't even really focus on it anymore. We should yeah, call it uh, Late Popovich. Boom. Something. That's your marketing. T-shirt. T-shirt. Boom. Right, right there. Right there. Swap right late swap late swap of it. Instead of the Darn TV right. that never goes gets turned on, we need a whiteboard. Yeah. All right. Let's. Uh, oh, also. We, us three guys, will be taking over the Fanball Twitter account. One of us will be answering your questions from 11.30 11 to 12.30 Eastern, Eastern, Eastern time. time. 
Why are uh, we pandering to Jay's East Coast bias? Ah, yeah, I have seriously. yet to change my clocks, and I, I don't think I will. I don't think I will. I, I'm, I'm comfortable living in East Coast time. At you know? Fanball on Twitter. If I date a girl, then I might change. But, you know, right now. So they're not changing yeah. is what you're saying. Uh, wow. wow. That was cold. I'm sorry. All right. For <laughs> at J2V on Twitter, for at MIN underscore J Clemens on Twitter, and for myself, at ScottFish24 on Twitter. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.